0: Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Risk and Reward, the golf podcast from Winning Edge Investments that aims to keep you on the right side of the betting ledger. I'm Rod Murray. I'm in charge of the recording in this little venture where it's our resident expert, John Evans, who brings the real gold. John's a bit of a mixed feelings this week because he has got a new hip, which is nice, and he had a couple of de- decent returns, which is nice, but he missed a couple of others which is not so nice. We'll bring him in in just a moment, and he can explain himself. Before that, though, don't forget to go and sign up for the Winning Edge Golf Newsletter, where you can find all of J.E.'s tips each week instead of just the three or four that we give you here on the podcast. Subscriber Steve was glad he was a signed-up member last week. After a couple of decent returns, you could be too, as well as getting a twenty-five percent discount for the life of your subscription just for being a risk and reward li- uh, listener. Head to the Winning Edge Investments website, navigate to the golf newsletter. When you get to the checkout, use promo code Golf Twenty Five. You'll pay just one hundred and twelve dollars fifty per month instead of one hundred and fifty. While you're there. Have a look at some of the other extremely popular services that Winning Edge provide. There's a reason they're so highly regarded. Their industry-leading betting tips and advice are more akin to education than gambling, which makes gambling more like an investment strategy. Head to WinningEdgeInvestments.com. have a poke around, see if there's anything there that you like. Don't forget, if you sign up for three or 12 months on any of their newsletter services, there is a profit guarantee, which means that if you follow the staking plan and don't come out in front, you get the next three months at no charge. That's enough housekeeping. Let's get into some golf. We'll start by introducing my co-host, whose left hip is some 70 odd years younger than his right and the rest of him. But I know but I know almost nothing about golf and betting. Jay, you had the surgery. I haven't had a chance to come and visit you. I'm sure you're bouncing around the rehab center like a 20-year-old and driving all the nurses insane.
1: I'm bouncing around the pool. <laughs> there's not a, there's not a great deal of bouncing going on on the ground, but however, uh... I seem to be alive, which was the first step, and uh, recovering, which is very pleasing.
0: And are you happy with how it's going? Most people within a week or so of the hip, they'll, they'll know it seems to have gone well. You're sounding pretty happy, so that's a good sign, I think.
1: Yeah, you no, know, I think it's the doctor's pleased, and uh, and I'm, you know, I'm in a lot less pain than others appear to be.
0: Fabulous, fabulous, well, good to hear, good to hear Now tell us what happened last week It was up, it was down, it was up, it was down You had a couple of good results But you're in a bit of a fog with anaesthetic and treatments and whatnot What happened?
1: Well, well, the first thing, our tip of the year Which I tipped the year, is one out again It was um, Harry Bateman in New Zealand at 750 each way He, he was hanging around, could have won Probably couldn't have won the last day, got away to a slower start than the others, but he birdied 17 and 18, held a couple of nice putts on 17 and 18 to come back high for fifth. And uh, on uh, Bet365, you get paid out. So we didn't get the 200 to 1 the place. We got 100 to 1 the place, which is not a bad uh, bet, if you think about it. 100 to 1 the place. So we got him up, and, uh, um, and we had... A couple of others. We had Robbie Shelton, uh, $17, top 20. He, he got up. And um, uh, who's the other guy? There was one I can't other. Remember. Remember who. The guy that led the tournament all the way, uh, Brendan Steele. Brendan, Brendan Steele. Steele It got him up at 880, at the top uh, 20. But Brendan Steele led for most of the tournament and putted atrociously otherwise as he won. So he finished fourth. Uh, gave us a great sight for the win at $270, but got us up at the $8.80. So all in all, a very, very good and profitable week, which uh, would have made up for a significant number of, uh, <laughs> of of the previous weeks where we just got pipped. But um, the, the sad story, right, and, uh, you know, everybody knows if you're a, a gambler, it's it's, uh, it's called variance, but in actual fact, it's uh, it's, it's uh, hitting and head against the wall. Um I I go through a process of choosing the players that I think given the form and their previous form on the course can can uh, have a chance to win. I then go through the odds and uh I choose the guys out of that group which might the group might start at twenty and might finish up at ten. And I I go through a process of, okay, what's their price now? Our podcasts have been held sometimes due to the uh, early starts in Australia. there have sometimes it had to be held on a Tuesday or a Wednesday, and so some of my tips haven't yet matured. So I did all the form for Oman, and um, I wrote down a fella called Sadia, Adrian Sadia, who didn't have much, but he had. He was a, he was a young up and comer. So I mm-hmm. threw him in at a thousand dollars, but we didn't put him into the tips because he hadn't got to a thousand. He, he was uh, early in the week. I did it probably Tuesday. I had an operation on Wednesday, so he was. He, I was waiting for the thousand, which came up, but I didn't uh, didn't get to see it because I was in a fog. And uh, I also had uh, Brandon Stone and our old mate, who I've tipped. I think the last five weeks in a row, they'll. Uh, uh, Sammy Valimacki.
0: Sammy Valimacki, yeah.
1: Sammy Valimacki. And so, Sammy, so I turn on the TV about four o'clock in the morning and I'm watching the golf <laughs> and I see <laughs> Brandon Stonehot snake in a putt. And I thought, that's a good putt. And so that puts him one in front of Adrian Sadia, who was tied for the lead. The three of them were tied for the lead on the last hole. And then... Mackey holds a putt from twenty foot down the hill and there in the playoff and said has sadly been beaten by one. But anybody who knows the previous time when we had a couple of players in contention, uh, Andrew Dote and Callum Shipwin, the opportunities to make a profit with two in the in the, in the last two or three is phenomenal. And here are, here would I have been with three in the last three, Arbitraging like mad, and the net result, although it sounds strange, is let's assume you're going to win ten thousand for the, if the three of them, if, if any one of the three of them won, with three of them in it, you win fifteen thousand. It doesn't matter which one wins. Yep. So it was quite a sad story. The only reason I do, I always send the tips out later once once they reach the prices that I want, hmm. um, which they inevitably do with the longer priced blokes. And so, the hip operation, albeit that everybody's been very friendly and has not charged me the big fat fees they might have, has actually cost me quite a significant amount of money, and my subscribers as well. They're they're very sad. Uh,
0: it's bound up occasionally, Jay, bound up occasionally, but uh, uh, good for the confidence because you are right. You have tipped the the young Finnish bloke uh, quite a few weeks in a row. He's been in the uh, in the list there and showing some form. It was excellent to see. It was a really good story actually for the European tour this week. They sometimes struggle to get the publicity. Because the PGA Tour is just so overbearing in the world of golf, but that story got a bit of press this week. I thought, which I thought was really good. It was it was an interesting one. Brandon Stone is a good young player from South Africa. So, uh,
1: we did just, you watch the playoff? Do you watch the playoff, right?
0: I didn't get to see it, unfortunately. No, I get too busy well.
1: Like, they the, the played They had about a four hundred and seventy-yard par four. Strong wind from the right, water on the right. Huge bunker on the left of the green, and both of them played like rifleman. You know, they. Uh, for, I think they played it five times, and uh, having both birdie to get into the playoffs. So, I mean, the hole, the would be one of the two, three or four hardest holes on the course. Easy driving hole, but very, very. Have to be very precise with your second, and. Uh, Mackie had one chance at 10, from 10 feet. Stone, another chance of about 15 foot. which just missed. And then in the, in the final hole, uh had lovely shot in about 10 feet. zeroing in on the wind towards the flag. Brandon missed the green. Tough chip. Just just got it a little bit too thin. And had, now he had a very tough part. So Mackie won. But as I say, having tipped Valmackie, I was always going to tip Valley Mackey. The other fellow was an actor genius, finding that yet, And that would have, had he won, that would have been a big story for uh, for the podcast, Pete and uh, Richard Edward podcast.
0: Yeah, what could have been, eh? What could have been? But at least your hip's feeling good, so there's that. You've got that to fall back
1: on. Which well, I think have. we're informed too. We've had a second, a third, a fourth, a couple of big payouts on the place. So this this year we've been in pretty good form so it's not surprising that we've found a winner at Big Odds and I think it'll be surprising if you find any more
0: more. given how the rest of 2020 has rolled out so far uh, it's nice to have a little ray of sunshine on the horizon I'll tell you uh, it hasn't been a terrific start for most people in the world, let's get on to this week because we've got to get this thing wrapped up because of the time that we are recording, let's go to the Qatar Masters to start and you've Let's begin with, uh, with Betfair, point one of units on Betfair. Betfair always, unless otherwise specified. You're gone for a young bloke I thought would probably do better last week, but he missed the cut. I still think he's a fantastic, uh, fantastic prospect. Wu Lee, we saw him in the Vic Open.
1: Yeah, he's a bit like that, Minwoo Lee. Um, he's, he's a very, very fine player, as we saw in the Vic Open, and played pretty smart there. But he, he, he is... Uh, prone to the odd uh brain explosion and and, and for that reason every now and then he misses the cut. But I don't think we should uh, legislate against him for that because he bounces back pretty quickly. So he got out the seventy five dollars where last week he was probably twenty five. Yep. I just thought it was a bit over the odds. He's, he's always gonna be in contention when he plays well and, and we know he can finish off. So yep. I've I've stuck him in there. When he when he shortens up, I won't tip him. When
0: he gets out, I might. In 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 two years' time, if you ever see him at seventy five dollars, I think it'll be an enormous surprise. That that's the sort of talent that he is, and that's where he'll be in a couple of times. So I agree with you. Seventy five dollars is outrageous. He's on this guy really proved to be a fantastic personality. The last time he got into the mix, which was sort of a month or so ago, Marcus Armitage from England at five hundred
1: dollars. Yeah, well, I I, I I like the way Marcus Armitage not only played a couple of uh, three or four weeks ago, but also the way he handled the interviews and looked to me like a very grounded human. And I think that's a pretty important uh, characteristic of a, of a a professional golfer who's who's going to be able to win when the hammer goes down. So I I tipped him last week. As you said, Mr. Cut, uh, Foolish for me to not give him again a few times until he shows that he's actually completely out of form. So, so, uh, but I, I thought $500 was ridiculous. He, he, if it had been two weeks after his fine, I don't think he won, I think he ran second, but if it had been two weeks after that, he'd have been $45. Yep. So, 500 is where we're at. Yep. And, that's- and, uh,
0: and that's the value that uh, that you look for each week. Let's move on to the top 20 bets. 0.3 units on Betfair you're suggesting here, unless otherwise specified. George Kitsia, uh, South African player. Who got He's got a very good resume. He probably hasn't performed as well outside of South Africa as you would like to see, but he's he's a very steady player and a regular contender on the European Tour. Yeah, you
1: know, the reason you make a point there, which was a very salient point and well done, Rod, but he doesn't play that well outside South Africa, except that he's finished four times in the top ten here in the last six years
0: in Qatar. So
1: at Qatar, yeah. So Locks whilst he, he does, he, he doesn't perform particularly well, perhaps in some kinds of courses. Every now and then he pops up on the links, and he pops up at Qatar. So that's why he's there. And, and I thought, given the, that he's four times in the top ten, mm-hmm. the top twenty at uh, three dollars. Just looked a pretty good bet to me. Yeah, couldn't agree more.
0: Jack Senior now. I don't know a whole lot about Jack Senior, I'll be honest. It's the name I have seen on leaderboards, but I'm guessing you'll have a reason why he's in the top 20 bets this week.
1: Yeah, well, I've just watched Jack Senior as one of those young fellows who you just keep seeing, noticing, that he's, he's making constant improvement. And I, I had a good look at... Uh, I had a good look at tipping Jack this week at the long price. Well, he wasn't that long, but he was long enough for me to tip him. And that somebody came in and crunched him last night. So I thought, righto, his price is still okay for the top 20, so we'll put him out there for that.
0: Good thinking too, because you're right. He, there's, a, there's a group of players in there whose names you see constantly when you spend a lot of time looking at golf leaderboards. You don't know much about them, but you just know that you know their name. And if you know their name, that means that they are, they are around the top end of the leaderboard fairly often. Shibanka Sharma from India is your last top 20 bet. Now, here's a guy who won twice a couple of years ago on the European Tour. He's probably struggled a little bit the last year or two, but I think he's a, play, a real player of the future. I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him play well this week.
1: Well, Rod, you're going to love this. I've tipped Shavanka Ka for the top twenty about three times all around about nine to ten dollars and every time he's finished in the top twenty every time yep. so he, when he does he comes down in price so I leave him out and then he then he has a, another couple of bad weeks and then i put, he comes back up for ten dollars I put him back in again and I'll be yes I' be yes so it's uh he obviously isn't as consistent as we thought he might be with those two early wins, but he's a very good player, and, and obviously he's a, he's a streaky player. So they're the kind of guys I like to find, you streaky guys, because they their lack of consistency is the thing that gives you the higher odds. And, and as we've discussed many times on here, it's not about picking winners, it's about picking winners at the right odds. Yeah.
0: And as you say, inconsistently, so he creeps out and out and out and out every week after every good performance, and then bang, the odds are juicy enough you take him and he produces another top 20 and the whole process starts again. And I might also indicate that top 20 is kind of his at, at the bottom end of his ability level uh, as well.
1: well when he, it was Some guys are like that. When they, when they make the cut, they forge forward. Yeah. Other guys make the cut, they... The, uh, it, the, it's, whether it's a money thing which it could be or whether it's uh or whether it's the fear of winning which which it also can be the fact is certain players are able to overcome it and the good third and fourth round players and other guys are very very good first and second round players and drift away slowly and and, and frustrate you because they finish 41st or 21st or something you know when you when you've backed them for a uh, for slightly better result. So uh, Sharma has proven to me that when he does make the cut, he's in the top 20.
0: And uh, I go along with that, concur fully, and expect that he'll have actually, by the end of his career, he'll have a, he'll have a lot more than two wins on his resume. Let's move across to the US, the Arnold Palmer Invitational This week, generally one of the bigger events on the US Tour, and, of course, we are in now Masters warm-up time. The players start to set their schedules around preparing for Augusta National, Uh, so it will be a a pretty impressive field that lines up this week. I'm really loving seeing this name here, Jay, the first on your list, Scott Brown, who has just been lurking around for about a month, hasn't he? Almost got it done at the Genesis at Long Odds, uh, and still at Crazy Long Odds, to me, here at the Arnold Palmer.
1: Well, I tell you what, what a short memory the putters have got. Clearly, if if Adam Scott, not known to be the greatest putter of all, doesn't have the putting nine of his life, we get the thousand dollars Scotty Brown at the Genesis, yep. and, uh, and 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 uh, with the big curl of Mo and open the champagne. So he gets beaten by two shots there, but it was really only one three-putted the seventeenth, So, and Scotty Brown's a very, very good ball striker. He's, he's, if there is a weakness, it's perhaps his inability to convert the 10 to 15 footers. So, here we come to a golf course that requires a great deal of skill from Tita Grang, and they've got him out to $1,000. They've got to be off there yet. So, you've got to put him in. I mean, yeah. he, he might have another bad week, yeah. but... You've got a 1,000 weeks to find
0: out. That would be dereliction of duty under the circumstances not to have him on the list, J.A. I could not agree with you more. He's a better player than that any week. So uh, excellent work there. Another one here that I'm not as familiar with, though I've started to see his name. He seems to be very popular on social media. Harry Higgs. Tell me about Harry.
1: Harry's um, Harry's not quite um, Colin Murakawa, Victor Hovland, uh, Matthew Wolfe, Harry, however, is a throwback to the Ian Stanley, Bob Shearer, John Evans form of golfer, uh, slightly dishevelled, uh, liable to have a, a, a brown glass in his hand at five o'clock, uh, knockabout type of guy, lovely bloke, and just keeps putting in performances week after week after week. He's, he really doesn't make the cut. He quite often finishes in the top 20 and he's got a lovely attitude to the game. Just, I mean, you wouldn't know whether he'd had nine or one. And so I've kept a good eye on Harry. I like his style. He's, he's not your, uh, cookie cutter pro. There's a lot of substance to him. And, uh, I think Harry's going to break through, and Harry, Harry's Harry's got the makings of a of a, of a young Lee Trevino.
0: Ooh, okay, that's a big call. Okay, I like the, I like the sound of him already. I like the uh, the cut of his jib, based on what you've said there. We could do with some more old school golf. I'll start following him a little more closely on social media, where I spend far too much of my time. It has to be said, Jay. Let's move on to the top twenty bets. Uh, and he's a really interesting one. In fact, I can see the whole list, and they're all very interesting, but I really like this one, a guy that we haven't heard as much of recently as we did a couple of years ago. He played in the Ryder Cup just a couple of years ago. Uh, President's Cup, my mistake, a couple of years ago. Kevin Chappell in the top 20.
1: Yeah, Kevin's got a good record at this course, and Kevin is a consummate striker. Uh, I think he might have uh, finished second or third in US u.s which happened, uh, which is always... A test of striking ability, just Dude. staying out of the long grass. So, uh, Kevin's got a very short backswing, but rhythmical method, which which it, which almost looks faultless. You just can't imagine him hitting a crooked iron shot. Um, and when he plays well, he's he's a beautiful player to watch. He's I think he might have had an injury issue, and he he's might, been right. he's yeah. been off the tour a little bit, yeah. but. When I see Kevin Chappell get out to the odds that he is, oh, I keep thinking, so Kevin's Kevin's not that far away. And, and this tournament, he's got a very fine record.
0: Did he finish second here to Jason Day a couple of years ago?
1: Yeah, yeah, he, he, he did. He, but, yeah. but he also, I'm pretty sure he finished second or third in the US Open too. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. he's got a good record We're on this the score. I haven't got those figures up. No, 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 I appreciate that, but yeah. In the hospital, I have a them.
0: recollection that uh, I think Jason Day made an outrageous putt on the 17th hole of the year that he won the Arnold Palmer, and had he not done that, it might have been him and Kemmer Chapel going back to the tee. Yeah, I think to... you're
1: right, actually. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think Chappell had a pretty good shot for the last going too. Didn't make Indeed. the putt for about 30 feet. Yeah there's,
0: yeah, there's some horrible nerves to be encountered the last two holes at this golf course. <laughs> if you can stand the
1: thing up. Rod, is, is, right, as, as you know, it's, it's all about long memories, um, uh, guys who, who have, have shown that they can do it, and who are perhaps coming slightly back into form after periods off. They're the kind of guys we're looking for. Absolutely. uh, To just because they're probably twice the odds that they should be. Yeah,
0: indeed. And, of course, at a course like this, Jay, it can be very punishing, Bay Hill, if you're not hitting it particularly well. So players who you might otherwise think, uh, you know, you'll see them in the odds all here and there and people will be talking about them, very easy to start going backwards and get the shoulders slump. It's very hard to start making your way back on a course like Bay Hill. So you're right, the ball strikers really come into their own on a golf course like this, which they tend to set up pretty tough, and it has that difficult finish. Top 40 bets in the US for you this week. There's two here. I like both of the ones that you've uh, you've put in here. Let's start with Kevin Nair, who might be one of the most underrated players on the PGA Tour by commentators and punters alike, I think.
1: Well, I would have put Kevin Nair in for the win as well, because uh, Kevin's got a good record on this course, and Kevin has been... He, he's He hasn't played a great deal in the early season, but according to to Kevin's caddy nobody practices or works harder than he does so I knew that whatever the, the story was Kevin would come back uh, cherry right so I, I this is probably going to be the longest price he's going to be for the top 40 I, I was as I said I was going to put him in for the win but but one of the pommy uh, pit fair blokes knocked the market off uh, yesterday morning so uh, so we didn't get the 160 he got, so we didn't back him. So we took the next best, the top 40. Let's hope I'm right and he's wrong. Yeah,
0: let's uh, let's hope so. And look, the last bet for the, the week, and this I, I really do like this, and I think that uh, there'll be something to this. Sam Saunders, Arnold Palmer's grandson, as we all know, but has historically played pretty well here at Bay Hill. He seems to fire up when he gets to, uh, a, as you'd imagine, a lot of emotion for him this week. We only lost Arnold, what, four years ago? Yeah,
1: well, ago? He, he's, he's... Because... Is uh, Arnold Palmer's grandson. He, he, and I think he's almost the unofficial host of this event. He is, yeah. Uh, when when it's played here. And one would have thought that perhaps that might have uh, made his performance more difficult. But what we've discovered is that he, he gets excited by it and and he's actually had uh, four or five very good finishes here over the last 10 years. So I just thought um, he's going to be amped up um, if he gets away to a good start makes the cut, then uh, those odds are going to appear. $50 is going to appear a pretty good odds about a bloke who's only got to probably shoot uh, two par rounds the last few days. Couldn't agree with you more. And you'd be
0: very familiar with the course. And you're right, he has embraced that hosting role. And he's a really terrific young bloke too. Spoke beautifully at Palmer's funeral and has done many occasions since about what it was like to grow up being Arnold's grandson.
1: Pretty humble, pretty humble guy. Very and, much uh, so,
0: yeah, very much so. Yeah,
1: and, 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 and Arnie, Arnie obviously has um, doted on him. And and there's a you know the, the emotional things can be caught can be a hindrance, but they can also be a big help. That's exactly. i sure it will be for him. They will be. They can be helpful. Now, Rod, we got a minute. We got a minute to discuss a little thing that I've just discovered yes, after indeed. seventy years. Well, I was down on the physio pool, and the last trick pony they give you is a round board with a, an uneven surface and they put it down at the bottom of the pool, and you have to stand on that and then hold your balance while you're in the water, and throw a ball against the wall and catch it. Right. And I yesterday, for a start, I was all over the joint, but all of a sudden I realized that it was easy if you forgot about the the board between your feet and just concentrated on throwing and catching the ball. So... They put me on there again today, and the girl came up and we said, this is phenomenal. She said, you know, have you ever done this before? I said, yeah, I did it yesterday. (laughs) And what what, what it is, what what it shows you is something that I've always preached as a golf teacher, that you do not want to rely on your conscious mind. You want to rely completely on your subconscious mind. Mm -hmm. And when you're throwing the ball and catching the ball, you ignore the board and your subconscious mind, it doesn't want you to fall on the water and ground, so it's figuring all that out while you're currently playing with the ball. Yep. And so that was, I thought, a phenomenal example of the idea that you have to make golf completely automatic.
0: Let your body now, do what it knows how to do. Rather well, than not only up.
1: that, not only that. But don't worry about the ball. Yeah. Don't even think about the ball. You watch the ball, and let the club swing however it wants to, given that you've set it up by aiming and ball in the right position, and and you've got a reasonable grip and all that sort of thing. You've got to get all those right. Yeah. And you do have to do you do have to do a bit of practice for hand eye coordination. Mm-hmm. But if you were able to take people and teach them how to. Swing the club, ignore the ball, relax and let it happen. Man's ability to succeed, and I often use this example, is the last thing you want to rely on to play golf is the mind, the conscious mind that says, I'm going down to the pub and I'm going to have a few beers and you go down to the pub and your conscious mind keeps ordering the drinks and paying for them. (laughs) And then all of a sudden you're faced with the problem of getting home. And the subconscious says, Out of the way, Sonny, leave that to me. <laughs>
0: I'll get you there.
1: <laughs> you arrive home, listen, I've got contact lenses, right? I've arrived home. No idea how I got there. Contact lenses in the case. Wake up in the morning, good as gold good in as bed, cold, Ready to go. Now head. that wasn't that wasn't my conscious turn. I did have no idea what I was up to, right? So I come back to, I thought this was an unbelievable example for me. I wish I'd, I actually wish I'd experienced this 30 or 40 years ago because I said to the girl, I said, can you get one of these things on the land so you can show people? And she said, yeah. She said, we've got one upstairs. They're going to show me tomorrow, which is exactly the same device. So you've got to have a wall and a a ball, a big ball, a reasonable ball, like a basketball, and you throw it against the wall standing on this thing and it'll teach you straight away which part of your mind you want to rely on. Do
0: you know the other thing that's amazing about it? It was
1: a revelation to me.
0: Yep. Well, this is the other thing that's amazing about it, Jay. All these years, you'd think you'd known every trick and seen every possible tool that could help you to teach the golf swing, and here you are. You're going to get a new hip, and you've found one. It's amazing. It really is.
1: Well, I, well, I mean, I, I, I've i always tried to look for, for parallels because... In teaching golf, it's quite difficult for a person to understand a game that's extraordinarily complex, but if you can explain to him, now listen here, you want to hit the golf ball properly, imagine that's the nose of the bloke you hate the least, <laughs> and drive his nose through the back of his head, right? And all of a sudden he goes, i got that. So it's those sort of word pictures and and examples so that the person can say, who, who most people don't trust their subconscious. They they you know, type A personalities have to, you know, you look at them all, you even see them on the tour. They're looking at where their club face is in the backswing. Once you're doing that, you're off. Right? that's, you can't control, you cannot control your, your emotions by your conscious mind. You have to aim it, look at the target, pull the trigger, and just let it go. Whatever happens, let it go. And all of a sudden, ooh, well, it went straight and long. How'd that work? So, for me, I want to tell you, right, it's, it's been a highlight of being in hospital.
0: Well, well uh, it's all been worth it then, hasn't it, J.E.? made you a better girlfriend, a better teacher. so.
1: Absolutely. It's, it's, And I can now see a way to teach people, show them just exactly how they can rely on their own ability.
0: Fantastic. Your loss is our gain. That's just fantastic, J.E., well, it's
1: not really a loss, is
0: it? You've got a new hip, I suppose. You lost the old one, but you've got a new one to replace it. So The
1: one I got's better than the old one. Yeah, I know, well, yeah,
0: know. the the materials will certainly last longer. If this one goes wrong, you can just go and claim warranty. Uh, change it But out if for this
1: free. one goes wrong, we can melt it down and make it into a golf club. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's right. Uh, into a new sort of putter. Jay been fantastic to chat, it always is. Look forward to following all of these tips. I think you're right. I think you now find yourself into a rich vein of form. Looking forward to seeing how these results go this week. Been great to chat to you today, as always. Thanks, Rod. Thanks, mate. Take care. Bye. And that wraps up episode 32 of Risk and Reward. We will, of course, be back to do it all again next week. We'll find out how J.E. went and have some more tips as we head towards the Masters.